0: Yeah. Oh, okay. You can hear yourself? I can hear myself. Weird? This is weird. It's very weird.
1: Like, is this what I sound like? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you're just try singing. It's a crazy... <laughs> That's really crazy. Um... Okay, so I'm just going to say... What's up, beautiful people? My name is Nathan Kruger, and on today's episode of The Outpost, we have a very special guest. This person is someone who is very near and dear to my heart, not just because we have been friends for years, but because she has been a support system throughout this wild ride that is life. An incredible woman, a brilliant mind, and a true friend. So with that said, stirring the pot, coming in hot, (laughs) it's Karen Lee Orem, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my friend how are you doing
0: I'm good mm. I'm good yeah fresh year fresh start mm-hmm. it's Indeed. gonna be good to have yeah a new 12 months ahead hopefully a bit less chaotic yeah in yeah. general the world somehow doubted
1: oh yeah very skeptical we
0: have to be somehow hopeful I don't know <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean that is the way forward apparently is to yeah. just kind of be as optimistic as possible mm. um but it's tough it's yeah it's tough so I yeah. think to give people an idea of, like, I'm not going to say necessarily, like, our connection, mm. and like, our history and stuff mm. like that. This is really, like, so surreal. because <laughs> We've been threatening this for... So long. Dude.
0: Yeah, oh, it's been hectic. Yeah,
1: it's been a while. Because, like, I mean, we've both had quite a, I'm not going to say radical, um, although um, maybe you could.
0: red pulled.
1: Yeah. Basically. Very much so, on a lot of levels, where, yeah. like, our entire
0: this worldview as Dude. completely, yeah.
1: So what was like the catalyst for you? Like when, was it a specific moment or mm. was it a a time that mm. kind of, so what was that for you?
0: So what's interesting thinking about it now is none of this would have happened. And this isn't like a um, a jab at, you know, being in Cape Town and Stellenbosch, mm. but um, what happened happened. Because I left Stellenbosch at the end of 2019, mm. I moved into a different space because I came back to case it in.
1: Yeah.
0: Um and I basically met with different academic minds. We just got onto the subject one day, um, and it, it was it kicked off with Jordan Peterson. Mm. Yeah, great, it, of course yeah. it does. Yeah, of course it did. Um, <laughs> and purchased. 12 rules for life Mm. and yes Um, and just an aside to that, I'd actually recommend Africa Brooks podcast with Jordan Peterson Mm -hmm. because what she discusses with um, with Jordan in that podcast is what she knew about Peterson Mm -hmm. came from what she'd seen in like three minute YouTube videos Uh, of, you know, um, sections of his work Mm -hmm. and the worst. Oh,
1: I think you've sent it to me before. Yes, I I sent you that that?
0: podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And so her story with Jordan Peterson is very similar to what um, my own um, experience was in the sense Mm -hmm. that um, everything that I knew without reading a single sentence that he had written, and not watching a single full length interview or watching a lecture or anything like that. I had made this judgment about Jordan Peterson and mm. the entirety of his yeah. work.
1: Um, Which and is hectic because it's like, I know I've been through, we kind of have to constantly like catch ourselves on that mm. because we end up building perspectives on people or around people or about people. that. Aren't a result of how they've chosen to represent themselves mm. fully. Yeah. But how other people have taken certain snippets. So yeah. Yeah, and that's, created that's, a yeah, an mm, image. Like a profile. Yes, yeah.
0: exactly. Um, and so I'd seen this book and I was like, oh, okay, Jordan Peterson, and kind of like, oh Jordan Peterson. Mm. Um and then I was like, well, actually let me read this book. You know, like going in very cocky, like mm. I'm gonna tear this book apart kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. I was like, okay, let me read this book. Um and so I did, and I read it purely to pick it apart for um, I was looking for problems. Mm, um, mm. I didn't like the lobster thing. I was like, yeah. nah, that's stupid, Cognitive bias, that's yeah. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, Jordan Peterson. But that was yeah. like that's stupid. Yeah,
1: that's that's that's, 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 a so, that's the patriarchy yes, coming yeah. through, <laughs>
0: like that's pure patriarchy. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. And like basically looking for sections in his work that exactly conf- mm. confirmation bias, like mm. you said. Mm. So anyway, it started with that. And I, I mean, I handed back the book and I was like, my mind wasn't changed. I was like, I, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and we started talking the one day casually about Joe Rogan podcasts mm. because that was something we all knew about. And obviously Joe Rogan speaks to such a diverse range Dude. of people. Yeah. So there's something for everyone kind mm. of thing. Mm. And because I had just finished my honors, um, and obviously in the humanities, we got to chatting about grievance studies, mm. which wasn't really because I think in, in, in the South African universities, um, it's not really framed in that way. But then yeah. again, I actually can't say whether or not it's framed as grievance studies mm-hmm. or if that's actually just a negative word that's come out as like a way to sort of lambaste it and be like, oh, it's Mm. grievance studies, grievance studies. Yeah, Yeah, because it's it's all, it's predominantly sociology types and um, Mm -hmm. whatever. And what we got on the subject of was Jeremy asked if I had watched the Joe Rogan podcast with James Lindsay and Peter Bergazian. And I had no idea who these people were. So. To sum it up, what they did with with Helen Pluckrose as well, but she wasn't on the podcast. So It was the Mm. three of them. They wrote a bunch of hoax papers that they submitted Mm. to journals, humanities journals that got accepted and went through. I don't know if they made it all the way to print, but they they were reviewed
2: and accepted.
0: I mean, you can pull up the titles of it, but it was insane stuff. yeah but the fact that the, the 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 takeaway was the fact that the reviewers bought it yeah they and bought it so and it was easy. that's the thing and it was complete they were able to submit it was it was a hoax and mm. they, they pulled mm. it off and so then they came out that they had done this and it was just about the sort of the, the corruption mm. running through the universities in terms of um, I guess you can and it's a it's such a a dirty word or a taboo word now, but to be woke.
2: Mm.
0: And it just made me realize that a lot of what my own experience in the humanities and just in general, when you're in a certain environment, you're living in an echo chamber. Yeah. And I th- the, the ultimate point is doing this Joe Rogan podcast and chatting to another intellectual mind. Outside, Mm. I mean, I never dealt with or engaged with any other academic people other than my university peers.
1: Which systemically speaking is pretty interesting because Mm. like with, I know we've we've discussed this example before, but like if you want to become a historian or a history professor, Mm. you have to go to university and you have to pass the exams in order to qualify. Mm. But if you do your own research and find out, other facts yeah. about the situation that adds a lot more um, context to things, mm. and you put that down in your answer, that against the memo is going to be wrong and you're going to fail.
0: Exactly. So you
1: have to still agree you to the to system's terms. What, yeah, you have yeah. to
0: um, put down what the accepted, um, the answers that they're looking for. Kind exactly. Of thing. Yeah. Um, and on that, we can talk about my masters in a, in a second. But mm. so, yeah, that was kind of the the beginning of it was just realizing, OK, a lot of my perceptions on social justice issues. Mm -hmm. um, And already this is it feels (laughs) like it's so dangerous to talk about this stuff because you don't want to say the wrong thing. Mm. Um, But I think if I can try and sum it up. It was just that things are not as they seem. Mm. Um, And there is a whole different side of intellectual Knowledge and at the intellectual and public arena that mm. my experience in academia so far has not exposed me to
1: because mm. um, it's not a part of the like the mainstream yeah, exactly. I mean, my primary
0: that. example, and I remember speaking to you about this, was mm. my entire. Honors thesis. Um, I mean, my my focus is in feminism. So all of the scholars that I had worked with throughout my honors, and obviously during my undergrad, the, the scholars that I had been exposed to, I had not heard of Camille Paglia mm. in my entire four years at university. Yeah, and she is iconic figure, an iconic Dude. academic. Yeah, but she doesn't the mm. mainstream narrative of feminist study yeah and so as soon as I can't even she doesn't remember.
1: endorse that culture no. which means she gets yeah so access she denied. yeah
0: she's not yeah she's not part of the, mm. the sort of known or well, the, the agreed upon and ju- so just that concept of she's not part of the agreed upon, I'm like what what does that mean mm. she she's an, a published established scholar she's been a scholar for something like 30 years
2: mm.
0: why have I never heard of this person and why? Is what is this concept of this this narrative that she's not fitting into? Because mm. remembering, I had been in an one environment of study, echo chamber, if you will, mm. and I, to me, I was I was blown away that yeah. this was even a thing. Surely, when you are studying, you mm. have to study the whole range of, you know. Arguments for, arguments against, what is agreed upon, what is in context. Because in order to be
1: informed, you have to have, you have all to the, have the information. It all of it. Yeah.
0: yeah, so it was kind of just this mind blowing moment. So my sort of introspection was taking the Jordan Peterson book and reading it and going, you know, my approach to it in terms of picking out all the problems. Mm. And then the Joe Rogan podcast with James Lindsay and Peter Bogazian. And then a little bit further down the line, I think actually through an interview between Jordan Peterson and Camille Paglia, <laughs> um, of, of course, yeah. um, coming across her and then pulling up her book and reading it and then going through public lectures and debates that she's done. Mm. And this is all available on YouTube. Yeah. All of it. You can. But it,
1: obviously buried under the algorithm.
0: Yeah. yeah and kind of just going. Yeah, and that was the start of it. Mm. And then I've never had Twitter until mm. the beginning of Twitter. No, for real, for real. Yeah. And going then, you know, for getting on Twitter because that is probably the most um, accessible platform. Accessible for, platform, for, platform yeah. for knowledge. It's not mm. Instagram. It's not about photographs. It's mm. not Facebook, where there's just yeah. censorship and it's written word it's and links. Exactly. And yeah. um, the Twitter is kind of the more the public square kind of situation. Mm. So I made a point of getting Twitter. Because all of these people that I was following um, mm. were learning about were on Twitter and getting on there and making a very, very. Driven point of following people on both sides of the political aisle, because mm. that's what this is all boils down to. Really, yeah. is like yeah. the sort of the leftist, rightist extreme mm. on both sides and all the rest of it.
2: Yeah.
0: And from there, it kind of just carried on um mm. and then obviously we had all the tumultuous things that happened in 2020 mm. um you know the outbreak of covid which is our, you know but how that's been politicized and you know yeah, what quite happened and we, handled, yeah, yeah and what happened to george floyd and mm. um because i was also in KZN at that point and had removed myself from the one sort of intellectual space that i was in mm. and i'm not i mean it's not to slate that that time um, at all, what I have taken away from the, the predominant thing that I have taken away from my undergrad studies was the, the critical and lateral thinking skills mm. that it taught me. It's not so much about the subjects I did, mm. but it is the way that I was taught to break things down, analyze it, go, you know, pick it apart. And my studying, my undergrad gave me that. Yeah. So if I didn't have the that... The skill of
1: learning how to learn. Exactly. Yeah.
0: I wouldn't have that capability if I didn't... Mm. I wouldn't be able to talk about any of this. Yeah.
1: Um, Which I'm actually so, like, relieved to hear because, I mean, I've never been a fan of, you know, quote-unquote, the institution. Mm. Um, because whenever I have, you know, gone into it, um, either in tours or discussions or mm. debates or anything like that, and also just seeing the result of it, I mean... Yeah my takeaway from so many different institutions is that it's not it's not teaching people how to learn
0: yeah it's th- that's not the it's
1: it's training people yeah um the example that i use is um you know m- medical professionals you know so many people put healthcare professionals on a pedestal and yes. i'm like but so many of them aren't educated they're just trained yeah you know when you see this this and this this is what you prescribe yeah but it's not like okay cool how can you fix it you're yeah. just treating a symptom Absolutely. and then that goes into that whole and there's
0: know. no further learning exactly I mean, nothing
1: yeah what, nothing unless um, you do it yourself and then well, even it. then they use that excuse of like oh well there's just different types and i'm mm. sure i get it some people are researchers they need as much yeah. information as possible other people just need to do the groundwork yeah. i get that do what they need to do um,
0: to Fulfill their purpose exactly, but yeah. for me, I feel and I guess I don't guess, feel like it's a way to be. Yeah, no, yeah,
1: um, and I guess that's for me coming from you know a Waldorf education where mm. the entire curriculum is structured around the psychological development of the child. Where it's not about mm. it's not about learning information and facts. It's about teaching kids how to learn. It's yes. about teaching kids how Absolutely. to use their own skill sets. Um, yeah, teaching inquiry basically. Mm. Exactly,
0: yeah. and yeah, that's that's really interesting by comparison to i mean i don't know what do you call mainstream school is there like a concept for it you know you've obviously got
1: prison (laughs) (laughs) um i'd say oh gosh i don't want to be like super controversial
0: like i don't know what what the south african word for it is i don't know like your you know your standard schooling Mm. i mean like i went to a standard school i did you know um
1: i don't know for me personally like the distinctions between like various um definitions around it is for me personally irrelevant which i get is quite a a radical statement but when it's all the same thing it's just yeah yeah, sure great but the function is still the same exactly so i I look at it and i go there's so many issues Mm. in education where Mm. it's not teaching kids how Mm. to think for themselves or how to create
0: exactly my whole um hill I die on in terms of that is, and I don't know now because obviously I've been out of school since 2014,
2: I think. Mm,
0: mm. Um, My time there was, what sticks with me now, you know, with my masters as well, is what a wasted opportunity the lo lessons are dude the LO, there's so dude. much opportunity there yeah so, so immense. much opportunity immense. to deal with the real world issues mm. that are happening now yeah and a space to start you, almost a, a D- philosophical, cultivating yeah.
1: discernment exactly. in students like that's what needs to happen
0: exactly yeah. but that's like that is where the seed of critical thinking can be planted mm. and also t- taking kids and because i mean if you think about it kids are very sheltered in that in mm, that way mm. and you obviously don't want to and very
1: insulated from the real world well exactly yeah. and
0: you don't want to obviously expose them to harm you know st- stuff that's going to upset the, you know well you know what i mean y- you don't yeah, want to yeah, yeah. ex-
1: you don't want to destabilize yeah, them yeah and you don't yeah. want
0: to you know traumatize them but just to think you know take something like you know max masculinity and toxic masculinity mm. which is where i'm working now and Teaching
1: in terms of your masters, yeah.
0: yeah in terms of my masters, um, and just going—that is such a good space to start talking about those sorts of issues mm. because it's about
1: in a balanced way. Oh, exactly. Because you don't, yeah. You're, you're
0: not. I mean, you're not. You don't shouting want to down. terrify kids,
1: but you also don't want to activate them. Exactly. Because like that—that's what I've seen is what's yeah. happening now. Is that schools and education, the education system at large. Mm isn't putting in any corrective measures in place so they're saying oh no 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 school it's not the school's responsibility to handle politics we're just there to to educate but the issue with that is that so much of society's framework Is now political, given social media, given TikTok, given Instagram, Mm. and all these things. So, kids are being exposed to concepts that are so nuanced that they don't have the critical skills to To process yet. And that schools should go in and be like, right, okay, cool, let's let's have a look at something. This is a situation that happened, this was an arrest, or this was something like that. And how can we look at both sides and understand that, like, sure, there's two sides to every story?
0: Exactly. But just, yeah, I mean, for one thing, take away a bit of the sheltering that they have Mm. because what happens a lot just in sort of anecdotal experience is that you know kids go from matric to first year in varsity Mm. and it's like what you know like it's a it's a Complete culture shock. I mean, mm. that's like very. It's a mindfuck. Like <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's exactly. hectic yeah, because, it's regardless
1: just, of just like the information, like the changes that they're going through, yeah. not necessarily physically and, and psychologically, just but socially. Yeah, adulting, integrating in broad into one hundred percent, integrating into society in a way that. No longer has boundaries placed by parents. And shelter. Yeah. yeah. The sort of shelter provided. So now like it's I'm limitless. gonna you
0: know, we don't that's nasty stuff. We don't you don't mm. need to know about that. And you you need know? to go
1: to you know, yeah, yeah, be in bed by nine, yeah. you know, yeah. It's a school night yeah. and all those boundaries are gone. So exactly. kids kind of like run mark Yeah. The example you know the example that I always use of like a pendulum. If you hold yes. it on the one side and let it go, it's gotta swing all the way to the Chaotic other side. Energy. That's what happens in the first two years that yeah. a kid is out in the real world exactly. is that they Go to the extreme where all of a sudden it's no boundaries and they mm. just do absolutely everything and mm. it's it's all the drugs and the drinking mm. and the alcohol and the sex and which is great like sure flex your muscles fluff your feathers but
0: at the same time when it's not so much of their world down, view yeah it's not balanced
1: one hundred percent because they're going through all of that personally yeah and now they're meant to. Sit at a desk in front of a lecturer and be exposed <laughs> like, to like critical information. Yeah, and
0: the humanities. Yeah, and process that
1: in a way that is that is healthy. It's yeah. not happening.
0: Yeah, so that that was for me the the L O curriculum. I mean, like I say, I don't know if it's changed at all yet, um, but yeah, um, just how much how beneficial that space could be mm. um just in terms which of i
1: think is what the intention is mm.
0: but the, the, the content it, the is yeah. missing yeah um yeah so
1: and i get and like just for anyone listening it is very complicated because you're Absolutely. trying to manage so many different um capacities and backgrounds and accessibility and it is a very um,
0: delicate time in the sense that Mm. child development. I mean, you're still, even if you're a teenager, I mean, I yep. look at myself when I was 17, 18. I thought I knew it all. And obviously you just oh, don't. Like, and listen, you think you know You about tell the world. me nothing. Yeah, like, oh. <laughs> yeah exactly. So yeah. it's a very critical time. Mm. And you've got to be mindful of what you're exposing them to. But yeah. you've also got to prepare them for real life.
2: Mm. Mm.
0: I mean, the classic cliched thing is literally that you don't get taught how to do your taxes. Yeah, You take that and apply it to general social issues. And we're mm. just floundering when you leave yeah. school because you have no idea how to deal with those things. Mm. Um, I
1: mean, the, the extent of it is that you know, like instead of learning how to multiply, you now rely on a calculator. Mm. Or instead of learning how to do your taxes, you now rely on an accountant. Yeah. Instead of learning to look at the world and be critical, you now listen to the Jesus journalists.
0: Yourself. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's that's a good segue. Mm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Censorship, media <laughs> yeah. propaganda, and all that. Because I mean, like, that's if wild. I look at you know, quote unquote, journalism, yeah. um, it's been hijacked and weaponized. Absolutely. It's crazy. We. I was actually having a conversation um, with one of my friends the other day about it and he made such a good point as he said that it's not, if one, if we're talking like political leaders and whatnot, if one is saying, oh, it's raining and his opponent is saying, no, it's not. (laughs) It's not the job of the journalist to say, oh, he said this and he said that. Mm. It's the job of the journalist to go outside and check if it's raining. raining. (laughs) And so much of that is not happening, it's not anymore. happening anymore. People anymore. are not going outside and no, checking if it's raining. No,
0: no. You're
1: because right. it's all it's all about headlines, and it's all about how they can manipulate that information. It's
0: amazing how yeah. I mean, you you sort of step back and you just look at it and you go, it's actually just astounding mm. to try and comprehend how much the you know the mainstream media like the grip they have mm. and just mm. the way that. Just the, the, anything that's contrary, and any, or even if you mm. just ask a question, you're a complete lunatic. Yeah, you're a heretic. And I it, mean, the it's fact that
1: concerns over a medical intervention, mm. legitimate concerns yeah. over a medical intervention, is being put in the same camp as flat earthers.
2: Mm. Mm.
1: Like that should that that's should wild. tell people where <laughs> it's at in terms of this this weaponization of culture.
0: That, the fact that you, I mean. How have we gotten to the point where we're putting Dr. Robert Malone mm. on a podcast, mm. the um, what engineer, creator, inventor of, of the mRNA in, platform? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And we're calling him. A vaccine an anti-vaxxer and a lunatic he's no. the one who developed the freaking technology that is
1: being used and in all these like, vac- and he's saying um tread hang on yeah. yeah
0: and now he's a complete conspiracy theorist and how the system tinfoil, turns ha- yeah. wearing lunatic and you just think what why Wh- mm, for mm. what purpose
1: money it's, power well that's because he threatens their bottom line yeah that's i mean the it's whole, the same thing as like yeah. you know the censorship of um robert Malone. we can look back in 2020 and this is something that not a lot of people are kind of aware of and I think that's also the problem is People don't remember shit mm. because it's not about them. Mm. It's not about their life mm. It's just oh, it's that thing that happened and they forget about yeah, it.
0: Yeah, It's just a headline
1: exactly yeah. um, But as soon as you start to catalog things and remember things mm. you start to see the trend and how they add up so yeah. one example would be how in 2020 Dr. Stella Manuel came forward with her success of treating COVID patients with um, hydroxychloroquine, zinc and zinthromycin. Yeah. And that she had a 100% um, recovery rate. Not a single one of her patients died. Well, I think one, I sound to be corrected, but I think one of her patients died, but they were severely, yeah, they were diabetic. And um, a lot of And, uh, yeah, a, a, a tonne. Um, which is what everyone needs to be talking about as well, because over seventy percent of the people that are dying of, of COVID are obese. Mm. Like that, that's, that's, that's the thing. yeah. It, and facts and fi- Anyway, um, but in 2020, she came forward with her success of hydroxychloroquine zinc, and zithromycin and that was banned. The mm. video, like you couldn't, t- it was circulating on WhatsApp mm. because if you try to share it on Facebook or Instagram or anything, it was silenced down to DMS. Down To direct messages, it was being removed from direct messages.
2: That's horrifying. One of my
1: friends, um, I won't say her name, but she, yeah, very vocal on Facebook about about everything. And she shared it with the whole thing. Her account was deactivated for 30 days.
0: Mm. Well, I mean, you had it a bunch all, of oh, shadow banned, and so
1: much, yeah. so, so much. It's crazy. Um, and so, so you look at that as an isolated incident mm-hmm. and you can kind of explain it away because they go, you know, oh, this is a threat to public health because mm-hmm. we don't want to be endorsing things that still need further research. We don't want, you know, people we don't to... Want,
0: well, the whole thing is you, if, if you go down that path, you're creating vaccine hesitancy. Yeah, well, that's
1: that's which is that's like, it. But now this was before vaccines questions. were. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And this this is the important thing is mm-hmm. that that information was silenced and then the FDA um, approved emergency use authorization. But a prerequisite for EUA approval is that there is no existing medication that is remotely effective. So then you see those two events, which are seemingly isolated, but you look at it and you go, okay, cool. Here's a a medical professional, a doctor, reporting on her success. And it wasn't just her, it was a group of doctors together. She was kind of just the face and the voice. Reporting on their success with over-the-counter medication, mm. and that gets silenced.
0: You think it's a good thing? And you want this is going to help dude, people.
1: But it's not about it's public money. health and safety. It's money. Okay, but I don't want to get like yeah too sidetracked because yeah, you and yeah, I yeah, do we. have a yeah a reputation <laughs> of talking, talking about all things, all everything, things yeah, in yeah, rapid succession. Yeah. Um, okay, so you've gone through quite a transformation could you call mm. it that in terms of Absolutely. your position in the world and yeah. how that happened you know certain catalysts yeah so how did that how did that impact your perception of yourself in relation to the world in terms of your values of like mm. the kind of person you felt you were in terms of what you want to fight for what you mm. believe and then seeing stuff which i presume mm. was contradicting all of that mm. but then because I know I, from my experience and the experience of a lot of people that I've um, <laughs> that I've read, build <laughs> um, one of the first things that they struggle with is the sense of identity. Because
2: That's
1: so they're always convinced yeah. themselves that they were a good person yeah. and that they're fighting for what's right. Yeah. Yet all of a sudden they realise, oh shit! So I've been yeah. There's so much that I'm not aware of, yeah. and I've actually been well intentioned, sure, but contributing to the problem. Mm. Which I think is, yeah, yeah pretty interesting. Yeah, it, so what, it does how, sort of create do,
0: a, um, not an existential crisis, but mm. suddenly you question everything you've stood for. And I mean, I'd go that far. Yeah, I'd yeah go I that guess far it is. I mean, that's the sort of because, definition like, of it. Yeah, yeah
1: because <laughs> it kind of, <laughs> I noticed this in myself, mm. is that, and that's why you you know my, my catchphrase is consider everything and believe nothing, yep. is because like, when you, when you start to see how the system is... I'm not gonna say rigged, but how it's structured mm. in order to promote certain views and values, yeah. and how much is censored, yeah. and that in order for something to hit the mainstream, it has to be approved, and that mm. approval is done by a group of people. With an with agenda. A specific, exactly. Yeah. And then you start to go, holy crap, <laughs> how much of what we think we know is real? And then you start and to doubt everything. Oh, exactly absolutely everything we're like oh okay cool we landed on the moon yeah sure allegedly (laughs) (laughs) do you know what i mean like it does it does start to get to that level where you're like why
0: was the flag waving
1: exactly (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean it's it's literally it's literally that because this goes into and i think also why there's so much um hesitancy around the COVID vaccination Mm. is this notion of institutional trust. Yeah. Because there is none. Yeah. Because people have been lied to and the system mm. has doubled back on itself and so much, yeah. so much that people yeah. are like, well. What's mm, true no. here? Yeah. yeah. We have to draw the your line. Your
0: credibility is completely wiped out. Yeah. yeah.
1: Completely fucked. Yeah. So how, how has that impacted like your perspective mm. of yourself in the world?
0: So I think the biggest sort of telling point was for me is my my master's because mm-hmm. when I set out to find my topic, um, I was very much in the space of um, okay so just for for context my um i'm an in an english literary literary I'm definitely an english literary <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's my, <laughs> so um i Work with, um, so I work with a novel, and mm-hmm. I mean, for me, anytime a, a novel is written, it's a reflection of the society that it was written in at the time, the social context that mm. was written mm. in at the time. I mean, a novel that was written in the 1800s is kind of going to talk a little bit about yeah. what's going on or be informed by, even have if, its finger on the pulse well, of exactly, the trend. Exactly, yeah, even yeah, if yeah. it's not intentional. I mean, it's mm. the author is writing from that time, which is all they know. Mm. Um, and so for me, I've got my. My f- one foot is in sort of Victorian studies, so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the, um, the 19th century, because so much of what we have sort of as handed down values today come from that time period, because, mm-hmm. I mean, we went from sort of the 18th century where, you know, we sort of jeweled. With people and mm. you know you you could sort of yeah. fight someone to the death if they oh, such offended your yeah. honor <laughs> yeah you know and then you got to, through to the 19th century and that kind of mm. like oh, no, that's not so mm. we don't do that you yeah know. <laughs> we don't we do that anymore more, yeah we're going to be a bit more civilized than that and that mm. was literally it was this whole sort of especially with um, well I mean men and women but specifically with men going from sort of the um, They they call it like the drinking and wenching um, Mm. sort of way of being manly to sort of becoming in the 19th century a mark of sort of your manliness and your masculinity was Mm. your refinement. A gentleman. Yes, the gentleman. Exactly. Um, And so where am I going with this? Um,
1: The balance between the two. The balance
0: between the two. But um, so when I set out to to find my topic, I was looking to work. Something from the nineteenth century, but for a feminist, you know, mm. something consideration, some yeah, con- consideration of w- the treatment of women mm. because of the masculine um, and the sort of dominant and patriarchal. And I mean, yeah. there it's it's it's, it's patriarchy. Mm. Um, and then the beginning. Of, so this is the beginning of twenty twenty, and then the whole sort of red pulling moment happened. Mm.
1: Um, okay, because that because that's what I wanted to actually mm. ask. Is like, did you choose your the topic for your Masters mm. before or after your Red Pull moment and or how after <gasps> yeah.
0: yeah yeah so what had happened was I was originally looking for an angle into to sort of build on my um, my honours research which was and I stand by it today because it was looking at the economic and legal treatment of women in the 19th mm. century which was horrific yeah, yeah. um and so wanted to go from there so still working within the 19th century social Environment, but mm. where do I go? From, yeah. Yeah, where do I go from here? Um, and then looking into the sort of you know the the dominant you know the the head of the household, uh, mm. you know, and the way that the woman was literally Provider the angel of the house, think, and yeah. you know it kept it the separation of private and public sphere was sort mm-hmm. of the you know the woman stayed in a little literally her padded cell essentially mm-hmm. this lovely upholstered mm-hmm. you know padded mm-hmm. cell and the man went out and did all of the breadwinning and yeah. then you know and that sort of carried on a lot through you can see that right up until like the 1950s even mm-hmm. um, and so what had happened was I I don't even know exactly what the the switch was but suddenly thought, Okay, we live in a space now where toxic masculinity is sort of one of the 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 hot topics of the day. Yeah. Um, And major buzz statement. Exactly, and um, that's right. What uh, part of what had happened was um, a big push for gender-based violence awareness,
2: um,
1: Mm, especially in Cape Town.
0: In in Cape Town. Um, And so looking at that and going, okay, so. Toxic masculinity. There, you know, I needed. I need to. I've worked in women's studies perspective, but now I want to focus on. That's exactly what happened. Was I started by wanting to look into toxic masculinity and the sort of the the formation. Mm. You know, looking into patriarchy and what what are we inherited? Yeah, which I still is completely. You know, there are aspects of it that are inherited. Oh, one hundred percent. And um. So what happened was the flip was like, okay, if everything today about being masculine is bad, Mm. how the hell are we supposed to raise boys? Mm. What do we do? What do we teach them? Mm. And that was sort of the the epiphany moment was like, I need to actually look back into this period Mm. and. Discern what is actually valuable and what should be preserved. Because if everything about what we, you know, what we know Conventional as...
1: Conventional manhood is what How demolished. are we supposed to yeah. raise
0: boys, mm. you know? Um,
1: Especially when so much of what people, you know, kind of lump into the camp of toxic masculinity mm. is drivers which are instinctively male mm. in terms of like telling boys that they're natural um, competitiveness and their passion and mm. their drive. And all of that is inherently a problem. Mm. And that's so much of how they flex their muscles when yeah. they're younger.
0: But even just that, you know, that it, I've grappled with a lot of it just because of, you know, the the sorts of um, cultural dynamics and narratives that I've been exposed mm. to and thinking, well, is it, you know, because you can get into the psychology and stuff, which I know nothing about, I think you've mentioned to me before, was it in Sweden where they introduced, you know, there was no sort of Barbie and G.I. Joe and the yeah. children still played with them in different, you know, the girls played
1: house. Oh, yeah. I so think you told me something about that. So yeah. Because yeah. um, essentially, so it's the argument of nature versus nurture. Ver- <laughs> so essentially, it's the argument of nature versus nurture. So hardware versus software. So. Yeah there are certain immutable characteristics that are part of our hardware of how we are when we're born and then there's certain social inputs yeah right ie software mm. so the thought or the guess was that if we remove the social input mm. the software the the nurture mm-hmm. aspect of it mm. in terms of treating boys like this and treating girls like this yeah. and you know giving girls pink and boys blue mm. giving girls dolls and boys trucks mm. That if we remove those kind of social factors, that things will kind of equalize yeah. and will, will settle. Yeah. And the the division or the distinctions between the two were kind of neutralized. Yeah. And it didn't because the opposite happened. Mm. All of the um, innate characteristics maximized. So boys became more aggressive, um, more territorial. Girls became more... Um, Clicky, they were nesting and mm. a whole lot of stuff. Because, and this is what people fail to recognize is that although sure we can point fingers and criticize some of the um, social software input the into constructs. how we grow, yeah, the yeah. construct, yeah. What is important is that what that does is provides the space for the hardware to flex itself mm. within healthy boundaries. Sure. Yeah. And that was that was disallowed in schools where they, uh, you know, took this with, gender genderless yeah. approach yeah. Um, towards education, yeah. and it maximized. So,
0: which is so interesting because then th- that's, I mean, I don't know if that's an isolated incident, but like mm. I suppose what I'm interested in there is the the pure un you know unbiased psychology that's happening mm. there. If that's happening in a natural, if that's just happening without mm. any input because you've removed the input, mm. then how because that's why well friend I'm
1: that's why we're civilized that's that's what it's called because <laughs> we've civilized ourselves yeah. you know yeah. we've, over the centuries we've learned what to do what not mm-hmm. to do it's like oh okay yeah sure your ego may be bruised but that doesn't mean you kill the guy
2: mm-hmm. yeah
1: like it's like we've, we've changed and we've grown and that's that's mm-hmm. happened through like yeah but civilizing I, ourselves yeah
0: I think what I'm more d- directly referring to is mm-hmm. the the fact that boys would play with the neutral toys mm-hmm. in you know, taboo, t- t- boyish ways, whereas girls would play with them in girlish ways in terms of, you know, mothering, playing house with... Oh, yeah, 100%. They gave the girls sh- trucks
1: um, trucks and cars, and there was a mommy truck and a daddy truck and a baby <laughs> truck, and the baby <laughs> truck was sleeping, yeah. and, you know, like, it, it was all that. And then, yeah. you know, gave the boys dolls, and they were all superheroes, and they were fighting each <laughs> other and burning <laughs> down walls. Like, So there's things that it does... Which you know. So,
0: yeah, there, in that sense, you know, talking about specifically when left to their own devices, regardless Mm. of what you provide them with, the ways that they will play. Mm. Um, And so how if those sorts of things can be demonstrably inherent, Mm. then why is it that sort of speaking about that or thinking, okay, maybe that is something to consider is so, so bad, because nowadays, Mm. if you if you had to have this conversation with any well, a lot of people you'd be genderphobic or what's mm. what's the word um,
1: inherently misogynistic, misogynistic or, yeah. or
0: whatever um,
1: anti-feminist
0: anti-feminist yeah so and I know or but I most of, likely transphobic yeah yeah <laughs> because you are doing conventional yeah you're talking about conventional roles, that's yeah. it yeah, yeah that's what I'm sort of yeah looking for um, and so with my um, with my research mm-hmm. there's a lot of Apprehension for myself, and I mean, there's part of me that's like, yeah, I'm gonna, you know, mm. I want to shake things up a bit. I want to piss mm. some people I wanna off. Put the cat in the bathroom. Yeah. And I, wanna run out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I know that to some extent, that research is going to do that. I mean, advocating for things that boys, uh, you know, m- ways of teaching boys to be,
1: mm.
0: advocating for some of that stuff. Like that's not, a, you know, that's not done. That's not the mm-hmm. done thing. Um, and so.
1: It's seen as very radical even. I know. Well, that's what
0: yeah. I was quite blown away by this because, I mean, it was kind of like a moment of imposter syndrome. But my supervisor literally put at the end, you know, just in my final edits before submitting my proposal, he had said to me, OK, I just want to add a sentence or two at the end of your um, sort of final conclus- you know, concluding remarks and whatever, saying um, the, the research done. Long story short, put it in. Um, paraphrase it was this area of research or well, this angle of research has very little. There's a there hasn't been a lot of research. So there's me mm. and I'm like, am I pioneering this stuff? That seems insane. Like, how is that so pioneering? Yeah. Which is crazy. I mean, I'm just a little master's candidate in South mm. Africa and yeah. like that's that's insane to me. Um, well, I mean, I'm fucking proud of you. <laughs>
2: Thanks.
1: <laughs> but no, I, I agree completely. Like, yeah. especially because it's such a rational approach. Mm. It's like not everything about it is bad. So yeah. therefore we need to look at what, what do we keep yeah, and exactly. what, what can we improve on? Because we've done so and much. And what is good? We've what done, is okay?
0: We've done so much of that for girls, mm. which is what has needed to happen when yeah. you think of how far we've come. Mm. But what... The cost of that yeah. in a lot of ways, um, and I can't rattle off stats because I suck at numbers, but um, <laughs> just the the sort of rates of um, boys falling behind in school and um, oh,
1: anxiety, yeah, depression, the, suicide, exactly, homelessness, but just yeah, yeah
0: the the um, the lack of um,
1: care, care or just yeah,
0: just basically that boy, the the sort of catchphrase for it is boys are doing worse mm. there's a book by um warren Farrell called the boy crisis mm. which is one of the um the pieces of literature that's um informing a lot of my research oh, yeah. um and th- i mean yeah well, just i mean just
1: going into that because like I'm sure many people from school will remember that, like when boys are being loud and boisterous, they just get kicked to the back of the class mm, or they or get sent out. to, de- yeah, or get sent to detention. Mm. But if a girl is kind of like acting out like that, then they'll go, okay, cool, well, clearly something's happening at home, or she's mm. she's a little bit like you know traumatized or something. Like, like, how can Cause you it's like, oh, that's her? just boys being yeah, boisterous. Exactly. Yeah, um, but it's like no, these are these are children lashing out because yeah. something something is something not wrong. Right.
0: and you think about the lack of um, the amount of. Um, Not just boys, but children being Mm. raised by single mothers, Mm. um, the lack of the father figure, Mm. um, which Which has become more and more prevalent.
1: Yeah, in so many different communities Mm. um, across the world. Mm. But that again goes into this, this um, like social input, Mm. right, providing boundaries Mm. to flex those muscles. Mm. So because boys aren't getting as they as they grow. They don't have a healthy reference of what it means to be male, and the only feedback that they get is that men are toxic and Mm. men are bad. Mm. Kids are growing up, specifically male kids, completely lost. Which
0: is that's the the exact motivation Mm. for me. Um, And so going yeah, going circling back to um, how the sort of the the red pill moment Mm. um, changed me. I think it just gave me, it's given me, it's it's pulled me from, and I, I've never thought of myself in, in terms of politics, like in any extreme sense, but obviously mm. I was very far left.
2: Mm.
0: Whereas now I feel like it's pulled me back to a completely centrist position mm. where, and it's also made me feel not sympathetic, but kinder. Mm-hmm. towards both sides of the oh, argument, 100%, 100%. whereas before anything that was remotely. Conservative or, mm. you know, to use the very broad terms, was pure evil, mm. whereas now, you know, I, I, I'm much more I mean, the, the sort of because I actually reread 12 Rules for Life. And oh, interesting. Yeah, I reread it because after all of this happened, I was like, let me just this is a self-experiment. Yeah. Let so, me just do like a little bit of an audit. Yeah, yeah like I want yeah. exactly. Um, and I went back <laughs> and I was like, I can't believe how much of this I'm like, this is completely reasonable. Mm. You know, and that was kind of the moment for me. I was like, yeah, this this is someone that's very much not um, a, a alt- not le- extreme left kind of yeah. position, but he, the things that he's talking about are valuable. I mean, mm. the the whole. You know, it seems it always comes, I feel like it's always sort of ends up slanting towards the direction of this girl really must love Jordan Peterson. And it's not about that at all. He's just such a great example because he is so clear, especially in the Mm. university space. I mean, I remember in undergrad, I didn't attend the debate, but there was a whole debate just about Jordan Peterson. In, in the university in Cape Town in in Stalinbosch at the Sinem-Bosch. University ah, it was just a debate purely about John Peterson I Wild. guessing the content was like is he a good or a bad guy yeah. kind of thing and I have no idea what went on but um, yeah so I, I like using John Peterson as a as an example just because he is so and like he, he pisses prolific. people off yeah. he you know he ruffles yeah. he ruffles feathers or just mentioning his name ruffles feathers mm-hmm. um, so yeah he's always a good example but um, yeah, for me, it, there was a lot more com- compassion is the word I'm looking mm. for. Compassion for both sides of yeah. the aisle. Um, but also. A little bit of now, if I, I look at things and I look at sort of the, the extremes, but now I'm talking more specifically about the extreme left and going, how did at a certain point those extremes, I was prepared to be like, yeah, cool. Mm. You know, like. I think one of the things that um, I, I somehow convinced myself that burning down buildings in the name of justice was acceptable because people are angry and they're in pain and that's OK. It that, that's how they yeah. can that if that's how because they have the time to like the roads must fall
1: situation. It
0: wasn't so much roads. It was more. So it was actually around more of the George Floyd. So oh, the, the I'm like, I'm someone's going to come for my neck now while I'm saying this. <laughs> um, everything that's come out since then, all of the. Or oh, just the full video. The they full video. Just that, that first. Standing up and sitting in the car. The, those kind of things, those yeah. first. That first video that went completely viral and seeing that and being so, so horrified. And so the emotional response was all I had. Mm. Um, and then I couldn't attach it I to anything atta- tangible. I couldn't yeah. make sense of it, um, mm. and just you know, obviously knowing through through varsity and through um, my studying, you know, we, we did um, we did queer studies, we did mm. um, gender studies, we did um, yeah. But, I don't, you don't call it racism, racist, racist studies, yeah. but you talk about, well, I suppose it's race, race studies, I mm, guess. I'm yeah. trying to think of the word, but we like engaged. Studies yeah. We what? engaged with, um, yeah. Racism and, um, just all of it Feminism in terms of social, no, social issues, we, you know, I, I touched on all of that in my undergrad. Mm. And so knowing about institutionalized racism and sexism and thinking that I knew it all, I guess, mm. um,
1: because you're educated.
0: Because I'm educated. Because she educated. I was educated. Yeah. I was at, I was in varsity. Um,
1: she paid for the content. I
0: paid. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I remember sitting down at the table, you know, speaking to my parents about it and being like, and they obviously they were like, how you know, taking a more conservative, I guess, mm-hmm. approach and being like, how how can burning down small businesses and destroying small businesses be in any way justifiable by what's Mm. happening. And I'm like, but people have been affected so much for so long by, you know, institutionalized racism. And I mean, they're angry. That was Mm. how I had made it make sense in my head was they're Mm. angry. And this is now the only they've been pushed to this point. and That
1: the people acting out like this—it's not even their fault. It's just a consequence. It's a, a, product. Consequence of, it's a yeah. product
0: of what's happened, and so that's that's very much. I think that's the most supportive because I mean I would never be able to go out and do that myself, mm. you know. So I couldn't act in an extremist position, but I could support it. So I think
1: you could condone it. I could condone of condemn it. it yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. And so that was sort of the most, uh, in terms of being extreme of left, that was the mm-hmm. most, you know, um, and now I look back and I'm like, you know, now I can take it in a much more and be like, no, obviously you can, you need, you know, peaceful you can be protest and peaceful you're... protest, but you can't burn down. I don't care what your cause is. Mm. It can be the most justifiable cause in the world. But how can you do that? How can you damage the property of others mm. in the name of liberal? Mm. You know, that's that's one of my things. And
1: categorize it as mostly peaceful.
0: Exactly. But for me, it's like one of the things that's come out of it as well is, I think maybe a bit more not cynicism, Mm -hmm. but um, sort of incredulousness as well of the sorts of, you know, how how is it that a liberal perspective can condone so much illiberal activity or illiberal thought structures.
1: Ronald Reagan once said, um, if fascism ever comes to America, it will come in the form of liberalism. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's, it's that's kind of it. what
0: we're seeing now in a lot of ways. That's
1: it. Because when you, when you look at it in terms of, and this is, um, so again, for context, like my political journey has also been like quite, mm. quite wild. Mm. Um, <laughs> my red pill moment was (laughs) when trump got elected and i was like oh my god like the world's falling apart like it's all going to shit oh my god um and especially because that's the feedback loop that i was in because at the time i was still very much yeah all there at the time i was still very much in the um performing arts industry which Mm. is very far left. Yeah. So the feedback from all of my, my colleagues, my mm. peers, mm. my um, superiors was all like, oh, this is so detrimental. and This is, a and this is a Exactly. Like, yeah. And then I saw um, one of my dance teachers, because I did ballroom and Latin mm. American dancing, dancing mm. when I was younger, mm. um, who immigrated to the United States when I was like, oh gosh, six. Mm. So I was very young mm. when I was with her. Um, but she was very pro-Trump on social media. Mm. And... So, for me, I hate talking about issues if I can't contribute towards a solution, sure. right? That's why I've started The Outpost and yeah. everything. And so, for me, I was like, well, if I'm going to do something about it, mm. and if I'm going to claim to care, I need to do the research yeah. so that I can then fix it. Mm. Or I need to speak to the other side so that I can, you know, find middle mm-hmm, ground. Mm. And I reached out to her and... She kind of didn't tell me what to think. She said, Just "Blew the, the
0: little one
1: hundred percent." And it was something small. It was oh, flip. I can't even remember what it is. She, she sent me to, but she, she made an example of an excerpt um, of Trump's. She's like, watch this first, and then watch the full. Mm. And how it was completely unrelated. Well, exactly I was like, what, whoa. Yeah. And then as soon as you go, fuck. Well, if if that's happened there, where else where has else this happen? happened? How, and exactly they, And the then same. it all kind of just snowballed. Yeah,
0: that's kind of exact. It's just with a different figure and a different yeah, area. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's 100%. exactly what happened. Was like, well, there is. This is a doctored three three mm. minute clip of something he yeah. said. That whereas, was in the
1: space of like a, a two hour uh, yeah. talk. Like exactly. it's it's hectic. So. Yeah. I I've been very yeah I'm not gonna say extreme on either end of the spectrum because mm. I've never gone to like far right mm. but um the pendulum did kind of yeah kind of swing <laughs> heavy to the conservative mm. side um I'm like oh, everything and everything liberal or leftist is like absolute trash and mm. and, and but that's just the journey that you, yeah, you, go, you through. go through yeah yeah it's exactly. 100 um, but in terms of like like Ronald Reagan said, if mm. fascism ever comes to America, it'll come in the form of liberalism. Mm. What people need to be aware of, right, is liberalism by function is unable to course correct. Okay, It can't be self-corrective because what, what it's come to today. Okay. Um, in terms of a more leftist kind of approach to liberalism, yeah. where it's, oh, you've got to live your truth. Mm. And it's, it's oh, what, it, you've got to do you, and like, I've got to do okay. me, and like we've got to do each other, and we've got to respect that. Like, even if we've it's different. We've no like,
0: middle ground. One hundred percent. Okay.
1: So okay. things just start getting more and more and more and more extreme, where if you look at, you know, examples of the portrayal of sexuality in the media mm. and how young that is touching. Mm. Mm. How far? It's like, oh, um, you can't criticize that because oh, that's just that's just sexual expression mm. and that's natural and mm. that and like we need to do that. We need to support that, which sounds good on paper, sure. but as soon as you start to action it in the real world, it causes a whole lot of yeah. issues. Yeah. Um, okay. So because that. so yeah. much of like this notion of anything goes mm. unless it's other, mm. um, it's it's hectic. Yeah. It's hectic. So. I get it because mm. people can justify it. Yeah. can justify it. They can justify it and go, oh, well, we need a good world. We need we need we need safety. Just yeah, look that's at COVID.
0: the thing. I think everyone I mean, anyone you speak to, because I mean, obviously you see the worst of the worst on social media. And, yeah. you know, when, when you talk to people on the ground who, you know, support and wholeheartedly, you know, support Black Lives Matter as they should. They those people have they are so well intentioned. Oh yeah, There's, that's the thing. It, all convictions, of it is coming. Yeah, that's
1: why their convictions are so strong.
0: Exactly, because they're coming from a place of genuinely wanting things to be mm. good in the world. Yeah. But and
1: a genuine outrage of the injustice the alleged that's injustice it, that's, it. that's going around. And now. you
0: just think, I mean, I was that was me, and mm. how much it was me too? How much I was blindsided by what? So much of what I was being fed, without realizing I was being fed it, mm. not knowing, you know that. What is the full story here? You know what Mm. this? I'm only being, you know, with social media, for example, it's another one of my sort of needle points is the exchange of information on social Mm. media.
1: The lack thereof.
0: No, Exactly. And you think, okay, people are people are are sharing news, Mm,
1: quote unquote, quote
0: unquote news. And it's just. Like it, it just, it drives me insane. Like mm. it, it makes me irrationally angry almost oh, yeah, to a point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's was like, how can you claim to be informed mm. when you're sharing an infographic mm. that's sort of condensed down whatever the issue of the day is? Mm. You know, some headline of something yeah. that's happened and all, I mean, take Palestine and Israel, for example, <laughs> Yeah. that 11 days, mm. the amount that you saw on social media of people supporting Palestine.
1: Mm. Not out of a a, like a humanitarian thing, but anti-Semitism. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Wait, how do you mean?
1: Like in terms of not being like, oh, this is an issue because of this specific death or anything. But like, oh, this is a Jewish problem and the Jews against Palestine. Right. Okay. So not like a retaliation thing, but just like, oh, this is a problem because Israel, this is a problem because Jews. Yeah. This is a problem because. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So so just where I'm going with it is to say that, and I've I've done it. It's one of this is I do this to myself all the time, and it's I never get anywhere because I just keep reading books, and mm. I'm there's so many books on the go. Dude. It's just because I started reading because I I when all of this happened. I mean I've known not, I you know obviously this is hundreds of years that the mm. Israel and Palestine.
1: You can't fits. condense it into a, exactly. a, a four slide, a you four can't. carousel on Instagram, and. Oh. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So then I went out because, I mean, my um, a family member, just I, he's the sort of one of my intellectual go to's as well. I said, please, if you've got any, what can you suggest? What mm. can you suggest for me to learn about this? And he, um, there's a book called Jerusalem and I can't remember the author's name. But anyway, so for me, my immediate response when this all broke out was first to do. The research of what I could pull up on, you know, news sites from all over the place mm. to get the, the the full picture of what was happening immediately in the 11 days. Yeah. But then also to get perspective of the whole history so I could understand what was happening. Mm. So I started reading this book. And I'm not, you know, tooting my own horn. But, I mean, people don't do that. They don't. They don't do they that. They
1: don't. And, friend, I mean, like, we've we've had this conversation before where it's like... They shouldn't need to, mm. because not everyone has that capacity. Because mm. you know, when you work a, a nine to five or an eight to then, eight, like you don't have the bandwidth to. But do then, that.
0: Do, you don't have the grounds? I would say one hundred percent. You don't have the grounds then completely. to make a political statement yep. if you're not prepared to argue about it or to have mm. questions raised about you it. You
1: forfeit that right to exactly into the public square That's and exactly to be informed. One hundred
0: percent. It like yeah. by all means, you know. Don't don't engage with the full pic. You you don't have to. Mm. You don't have to. But then don't. Yeah, you're not obligated. No, yeah. but then don't don't get on your soapbox mm. on social media and, and share. pretend
1: to know what. Well, exactly.
0: About, yeah. Or just share something because you you've heard about it on the news and your mm. general. If you can't if you can't have a conversation about it, then mm. what the hell are you doing?
1: Yeah, literally.
0: So that's my thing. Is like if you're not prepared. And so that's how it all goes with the social media is like in terms of sharing news and commentary on social issues, it's so superficial. Mm. And so for me, it's like that's my whole thing. And yeah. it, it's across the board where you take, you know, your Jordan Peterson's and you go, OK, mm. you've got this perspective of him. Where does it come from? Oh, I saw a couple of videos on YouTube. OK. Have you listened to any of his lectures? Mm. Have you read any of his
1: books? Yeah. No. Have you watched him engage okay, so outside ca- of a three-minute, like, hyper... Exactly. So come back situation? to me when
0: you've done that, and then we can talk about mm. his... Um... People
1: don't want to, friend. Well, exactly. They don't want but to. But that's
0: my whole thing. It's like, how can you claim to be... And I hate this word, but woke. Mm. When I think in a lot of ways, also part of what the evolution of my worldview was seeing a lot of the, hypocr- the hypocrisy mm. as well. And again, not... These are good people. These are well-intentioned people, but
1: but that's also the problem. (laughs) Which I know (laughs) sounds crazy, but that is the problem because it's not so much of how popular culture calls people Mm. right Mm. in terms of. Well, it's
0: it's the herd. It's tribalism. You want to be part of the of the fold. One
1: hundred percent. So it's not about it's not about being accurate. Mm. It's not about being right it's about people believing that you're a good person mm. because and this is the thing is like people are well-intentioned because yeah. they're good people and they want they mm. want the best so who wouldn't stand up and say oh we need sure. to end you know systemic racism mm. or discrimination against the lgbtq community mm. or mm. or women or like anything Any, like that can like pick it. yeah 100 so people issue. people just see the argument at face value and they go, okay, cool. There's essentially two sides. The one is fighting against discrimination. Yeah, one's good, one's bad. Yeah. yeah. And the other one is seemingly fighting to discriminate. Sure. And it's like, no, that's not the that's, situation and that's though. Enough. That's, yeah, enough. that's enough. That's all people need.
0: And then I'm like, yeah, so that's, that's my thing right now is, well, it has been since this whole journey, for want of a better word is mm. the amount of people that are superficial in their political awareness mm. and not not maliciously but Mm-mm. but the, the fact that if you yeah. can't if you can't sit down and have a conversation about it then what are you what are you doing yeah. what are you saying what don't your... claim to care exactly. if you're not going to
1: engage with the problem head on
0: and half of what drives that at the moment as well is if you ask that mm. you're part of the problem yeah. which is the huge but
1: then also you can't ask you questions because then you're part of the problem but also silence is violence and you and you're not yeah. And if you're quiet, yeah. you you're not helping. Yeah, exactly. And if you try contribute, you're you're not allowed. Yeah. Because that's a problem.
0: Which, is, I say, like I I've, I mean we've spoken about this at length, but just feeling
1: nauseous. Yeah, yeah.
0: Just feeling so desperate about it because mm. how yeah. How do we fix it? Exactly, and just.
1: Well, I mean, my yeah, my stance on that is this: is leading by example.
2: Talking. Yeah. yeah
1: just having the conversations in ways that aren't...
2: Inflammatory. Yeah.
1: Because I think these topics have become so culturally inflamed. Polarized. Yeah. Mm. That they're hypersensitive. So mm-hmm. if you just touch on them, yeah. it screams. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, like that's why I say uh, in um, the introduction for, mm. for The Outpost, mm. I talk about how the political divide
0: mm.
1: has become... So wide,
0: absolutely. It's more divided anyone, than ever. More,
1: more than ever. Mm. That anyone standing in a centered position in the middle, because the middle is so far away, they're viewed as the enemy and get shot sure. from both sides. Yeah, yeah. From both sides, yeah.
0: Because you're uh, not, you're not close enough to my to side. One hundred
1: percent. Where at a truly centered position, if we just look from a leftist perspective. Um, I'm not going to mm. say liberal i'm going to say leftist because it's mm. it's further than 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 liberal.
2: liberal
1: a centered position in relation to how far left mm. leftism is mm. is viewed as radical right <laughs> and like that should be a problem
0: that's yeah the, it's i read something somewhere i mean don't don't take my word for it, but in terms of just how this is the most stretched mm. the political divide has been yeah in yeah, maybe. And at ever. least with
1: what we have reference to. Well, exactly. Yeah, what yeah. we're aware of because yeah. I'm sure like there's been, yeah, multiple times throughout history, history the mm. well, exactly. yeah.
0: We don't know the what the what it was like on the ground in previous yeah. times where there was political turmoil. I
1: mean, entire civilizations have been wiped out like it's well, it's hectic. Exactly. So like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure I'm sure it's happened before, but in terms of like our, our ability to reference yeah, yeah.
0: our history as mm. a, as people. Um Okay. And
1: also, just to touch on history, I don't think people realize how vast and complex human history is, nobody just reads in terms history. of documented. Nobody, nobody, nobody does. Reads as far as people are concerned, history is from the Middle Ages to present.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Nothing else before that exists. Yeah. The, the the concept of like ancient Rome. Mm. Is oh that's ancient and mm, that's like this that's small blip no on the yeah. it's like no 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 you need to you need that's to like look.
0: That's like kind of the seed. One hundred
1: percent, one hundred percent. At least like our values today, oh, yeah. like we you know. Yeah, like we
0: got to uh, go and get that in the encyclopedia, ex- <laughs> <laughs> right the way the from archive, the ancients yeah. up to Freud and beyond.
1: No, literally. Yeah, but literally.
0: yeah, I, I don't know where it was again. You know, I was like plowing through some articles and literally, the the author had called it. W- anyone that's in, it's now the alt middle, which I love. <laughs> I thought oh that was brilliant God. because it's like to be centrist now is radical. Yeah, almost. dude. Like if you're not with us, you're against us. Yep.
1: I yeah. mean, like, I know we, we've had a conversation about how terrifying trans activism is, where it's like you're viewed as a radical fanatic to say that a woman is a woman and a man is a man.
2: Yeah.
1: You're viewed as yeah a threat.
0: Yeah. Like a dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, take Kathleen Stock.
2: She
1: almost she
0: had, almost, she had to walk wo- walk onto campus with a security detail. She was fearing for her life. What's that story? So Kathleen Stock, um, she not not anymore. She resigned, um, but a philosophy professor at Sussex University, mm-hmm. who is gender critical, mm. um, and again, it was one of these things where one fine day, suddenly a bunch of posters appeared on campus saying, stock out, and basically it, a witch hunt began. Yeah,
2: like...
0: And um, now, again, her gender critical in the in the you know the sense of biological sex matters mm. um, and written a book about it called Material Girls. And again, I mean, her whole thing was, have you read my book? Mm. Have you read my book? Because she, she's a lesbian woman. She's married. Um, she's not a she, she's part of the LGBTQ+ plus community. Yeah. and it, it, got it, point, well, exactly, it got to the got to the point irritating. where her own union, which is supposed to support her
2: mm.
0: turned against her, her own union. Yeah. Um, and it was, I mean, this is the whole thing with the universities at the moment anyway, is there's no, they don't back, they back down anytime. Mm. The, the sort of the mob mm. of, you know, whatever the issue is, there's no backing down. I mean, you take, you know, um, the case, of there was a case of a, a young girl with a varsity scholarship. I don't know which university, but um, there a, a clip came up of her, I think, three, four years ago, saying something that was racist.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And because of that.
1: Objectively so or inflamed I can't to be. remember. Okay.
0: But something that was it wasn't okay, mm. and she lost her scholarship for something she mm. said four years ago. You know, so in terms of the, the, but what I'm go- getting at is the pressure put on the university mm. and the university, the university to, yeah. not just going, no, this was four years ago. We'll give her the benefit of the doubt. We'll let her make a public statement, mm. but we're not going to take away her scholarship. And I that doesn't happen.
1: It doesn't happen, and that's the problem, yeah. because I think for so long... Th- quote-unquote the mob mm. has gone on unchecked mm-hmm. where they can you know make incendiary claims and remarks and yeah
0: how how ramped up has it yeah 100 percent. Yeah.
1: because i mean like it's just that's very it's very childish behavior mm. it's a child throwing a tantrum of mm-hmm. like oh i don't get what i want in terms of oh this is not the world that i want to live in and these are people that i don't want to engage mm. with so therefore i leave. don't want them here yeah and they mm. land on the floor mm punching the ground, mm. screaming, crying, yeah. and the parent just goes, okay, baby, fine, 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 we'll mm. move, we'll move. Mm. But like, n- no, that's, that's n- not... That's
0: how it's got... I mean, this is the thing. The These universities, and it ties in with my sort of coming to... You know, with the James Lindsay and Peter Bergazian podcast, mm. in terms of mm-hmm. the the corruption of the institution, mm. um, and not just in the facts that you can get away with submitting hoax papers, but also yeah. just the fact that the university is no longer about critical thinking Mm-mm. and the pursuit of knowledge and debate. Debate is dead, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, it's, it's finished. There's yeah. no such thing anymore. You yeah. can't debate with anybody. Um have it. Yeah, and so, yeah, with Kathleen Stock, um, essentially. She was hounded out of her job. She resigned hectic. because she's just like, I'm not, I'm not going to.
1: Th- you can't f- fight it. Fuck this. You can't I'm find not that. doing
0: this. Um,
1: it's very rare that a person manages to, and it's kind of hectic, like they have to be completely absorbed in the eye of the storm. Mm. They have to go into the belly of the beast, mm. where they get such a high profile yeah. from the conflict. Mm that so many people are forced to listen to them represent themselves. And then Mm. that's when the tide turns for them and then Mm. they get supporters like Jordan Peterson.
0: Yeah, Jordan Peterson. And that's actually what's happened to Kathleen Stock.
1: Oh, amazing. Because I mean, one of the things she said,
0: yeah, she's yeah, she went on to Another um, podcast show that I really enjoy is Trigonometry,
2: (laughs) (laughs) but I love the name, Um,
0: and they had Kathleen Stock on, and I think it was on her. I mean, she's been on a bunch of things now. People have been inviting her to hear her side of the story and think, Mm. like, this is nuts. What happened to you? And she said, in some ways, it's okay. Um, I'm getting more. uh, My platform is larger than it's ever been.
1: Yeah, she's able to reach more people Mm. now. Yeah, that's amazing. So it's
0: like, well, that backfired a little bit on the, you Mm. know, the, the mob, but. Yeah, and so...
1: Friend, interesting question. Mm. Well, I mean, I think it is. Where, <laughs> where do you think it's all going? That's a, Are you prepared to be that bold?
2: I
0: just, I mean, honestly, I sort of, I flip between utter despair and <laughs> like
1: and not joking cannot believe not i joking. woke up this morning <laughs> yeah not joking yeah like yeah.
0: absolute despair and like this is hopeless we're just we're like yeah. this is it you know civilizations rise and they fall mm-hmm. and this is us we're this on, is us we're tapping we're out the, we're we've tr- got 45 minutes left we're yeah. done we're done you know five i mean minutes just to for midnight. context for, for people listening
1: <laughs> karen and i talk literally every single day yeah like to the point where the conversation is so continuous that we don't even say hi and bye.
0: Yeah. It just keeps going. Yeah.
1: It's just, it's just, we pick up yeah. the next day. Yeah. Like it's, and, and it's pure we, panic. And yeah. Almost every day crisis. we're just screaming at each other. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. <laughs> that's, that's it. Um, so despair, despair yeah. and hopelessness. Um, but then also when you go where I've gone, just in terms of my pursuit of information and all sides of everything, when you see how much of the other side there is in terms of there is not debate, because most of the time it's not a debate between some, you know, Mm. get, I don't know, I can't even think of a name, but get someone who's on the far, far extreme right to sit down with someone like Jordan Peterson or trigonometry and and have a conversation that doesn't happen. But the amount of people that do have I mean Russell Brand? You have mm. your, you, all of the the um, you know Candace Owens, all of the people mm. that are out there that actually are giving the alternative perspective. Yeah. Oh, and I, I mean, go- just
1: off the top of my head, it's literally yeah, it's Russell Brand, um, Jordan Peterson, Joe Rogan, Candace Owens, mm. Lauren Southern. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, not Malianopoulos anymore, he's kind of like tapped out and gone on a really weird journey. <laughs> but then there's um, Stefan Molyneux, there's, so there's um, a lot of yeah, Lauren Chen, like there's so many people, and it, but it's just that they don't get the mainstream coverage That's unless it. it's criticism.
0: That's it. And that, th- so it gives me, I feel optimistic when I, you know, I'll, I'll sit and I'll read these articles and I'll go through these podcasts and I'm like, yes, you know, mm. there is still rational yeah. other sides to things. But because of the fact that the grip that the extreme left Mm. has on the mainstream and you think, you know, if you try and have a conversation like we've been speaking about now where you try and have a conversation with someone who's posted something Mm. on Instagram and they're so convinced by what they have learned, Mm. then you think, well, if this is the majority, then we're fucked.
1: I don't even think I don't even think it's so convinced about what they've learned. They feel so con. They it's it's about
0: that they're the depth right. of
1: conviction for what they yeah. feel. Yeah. Because it's not about the information. It's that they feel so strongly yeah. about it that yeah. they can't listen or yeah, hear there's anything. No, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like, but just on that point, in terms of like the grip mm. of the mainstream mm. narrative, and just because you mentioned her, Candace Owens, mm. she said that like the problem with people, like centrists and conservatives is that they lost the culture war.
0: That's it. Culture war. That's, yeah. You yeah, haven't even used that it. word yet. But yeah. yeah that's because it.
1: I mean they, they do, like people who are and I'm obviously making a generalization here, but people who are politically conservative mm. don't Really want to mess they're with things. Yeah, they're tired of it. Yeah, they're tired. Li- they just want to. They just want to live their own life. Yeah. They want to have their family. They want to, you know, do yeah. the thing, make the money, live their life. Yeah. Like, cool, great. They're not concerned about other people's business. Mm-hmm. And, and I think this is a this is an issue that a lot of people don't necessarily register is a lot of the criticism and the thoughts that people have on conservatism mm. in terms of like people that are politically liberal and on the left. They think that conservatives are trying to like lock down the world and like force people to... It's like, no, they they, they don't actually care. <laughs> they just care. want to be
2: left alone. They just
1: want to be left alone. <laughs> it's like, do you. Be gay. Do so the things. Ill. Go on that side. Like Do whatever you mess want. Mess around. Have it out. Isn't but don't try to bring that into my house. I don't think, try to force me to accept it. I mean, um, isn't
0: a lot of... I mean, just in terms of conservative culture, is like, not necessarily live and let live, but... Mm. Just carry, like, leave me alone in the sense that you get on with your business, yeah. I'll get on with mine until you come out of your lane and encroach on mine. Yeah, there's that's no literally issue. it. There's that's no literally issue. it. Yeah.
1: And this is why my observation, and I think this will be like a, a great point to end it on because we have this for, for hours, while, yeah, yeah. Is that although it didn't answer the full question
0: about my. in terms
1: of where do you think we're going?
0: Uh, to, so. I feel and I mean it's it's obviously a, a, a story for another day but mm. with our sort of moving into Omicron
2: mm.
0: a lot of things are still like in terms of just we're gonna see I think quite soon mm. in terms of things maybe starting to plateau
2: yeah. And on every level. On
0: on every level. That's what I'm hoping. Because I think the last two years in particular have been the most vicious mm. across the board. Yeah. And so what I... You see, I, I, I can't... It's hard to make a prediction mm. because things are still so volatile. Mm. But I think the general... When you talk to people on the ground, everyone's very reasonable. Very. You know, it's mm. it's when you get off social media. That's the thing. Social media is a war zone. Mm. That's where the shit is. Because there's
1: no accountability. There's
0: no accountability, and also mm. the, the, you see the worst of the worst, and you mm. see the most. I mean, what gets the most likes, the most agri- inflammatory, inflammatory yeah. thing, you know? Um, but when you get off off the platforms and you talk to people on the ground, everyone is pretty freaking reasonable. Mm. So I think. Well, I mean, for one and thing, it's
1: the majority. The majority. And this goes. This goes exactly. into. Um, I mean, I'm surprised <laughs> that we actually did not bring him up at all. Uh, maybe in another episode. <laughs> but Trump. That's what yeah. he. That's what he said. Is he said it's the silent majority. Yeah. It's the. There's that's so that, many people yeah. out there in the real world. I just want just to live a, their life. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, Literally exactly. chilled.
0: So I think, it might get to a point where, you know, the you can't stir up anymore. You know, the wind will go out the sails, Mm. maybe, but it's... Or you'll shred the sails. Or you'll shred the sails. I mean, this is the thing. It's... I I have optimism purely because of my own journey. And the more Mm. people that go on that journey, the better it is for our future. But at the same time, I feel very, very worried for the... The infiltration of social justice skewed narratives mm-hmm. into our young children in school.
1: And activating them and weaponizing them, yeah.
0: So that's gonna, the time will tell on the new generation mm-hmm. that comes through, what's gonna happen there. Yeah. So it's very, very up in the air.
1: I completely agree because I'm, I'm also, I'm, mm. I'm very, I'm optimistic, mm. I'm hopeful. Mm. But my concern yeah. is that we may not have a big enough budget.
2: Mm, it's, a, yeah. it's a big
1: it's enough social budget, budget of like, yeah. can we afford the consequences of this before enough people learn the lesson? Yeah. Can we pull ourselves out of it? Because mm. like for me, I, and we've spoken about this, um, and this is going to be my last point earlier mm. in terms of where it's headed. Yeah. If we look at leftism, mm. I think its ultimate conclusion is conservatism really its destiny is conservatism because think about it what do they argue for that everyone is oh i'm i'm an individual you need to treat me how how i want to be treated and it's my and it's my this i'm an individual that because of that intersectionality Mm. what that is recognizing is that it's it's dividing groups into Mm. smaller groups Mm. and smaller groups and smaller groups until the ultimate conclusion is that we're all a minority of one because it's going from immutable markers of race and gender mm. to more subjective markers mm. of how people present themselves in the real world. Mm-hmm. And so w- in order to respect that you need to respect that the individual, the individual comes before the group. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that the ultimate destiny for leftism That's is that nice. but it's whether or not
0: the tribe the tribalism will swallow itself whole before they get there. 100%. Yeah. Is whether is whether society moment, will collapse it's before that happens? In absolute frenzy, it's an absolute yeah. frenzy, a mob, yeah. Mm, mm. The the equivalent of pitchforks and yeah, <laughs> flaming torches, just on it's crazy. on the public, and on the social media platforms.
1: And again, it's what like frustrates me because of what you've like just said is like when you speak to people on the ground, mm. like rational. Yeah. People uh, so many people yeah. when you speak to them one on one completely condemn cancel yeah. culture.
0: Oh, exactly.
1: And and this is what blows my mind is that so many people one on one are against something like cancel culture, mm. but then put everyone in a room and they allow cancel culture to, to, to action itself. Yeah.
0: yeah. Bystander yeah. complex.
1: And it's just like I can't I I can't relate. I yeah, I'm a person, I don't shut up, you know me. But <laughs> like yeah. I, I can't empathize with that at all.
0: No. That's yeah, that's the
1: it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Yeah. it's fascinating for me.
0: It's the yeah, the the sort of the the internal conflict between tribalism and how far has this gone? Is mm. it too much? Yeah. Yeah. And not being able to say that because yeah. you're too you're too far gone, you're too invested in mm. it and you might they might turn on you.
1: It's irreversible. I yeah. don't
0: know. Yeah.
1: And I think it's also a lot of people recognize that which is why they don't want to speak up because mm. they've seen how quickly the mark well, turns on of its that.
0: own yeah i mean you see that a lot like i mean kathleen stock is another example she had so many colleagues message mm. her privately saying i'm so sorry what's happened to you I but think then absolute do something rubbish, about but they can't it. they're like you know that i can't say mm. anything because my job will be on the line yeah. i'll be next
1: dude it, was, it like, was the exact same for me and like yeah. I, I i took to social media like when i was doing all of the the videos um mm. About the principles behind trump not endorsing trump and that's what a lot of people are too triggered to understand is that it had nothing to do with trump it was all about principle principle. yeah using trump as a vehicle to Mm. kind of like expose that Mm. um but so many people so many people would reach out to me privately and be like like, i completely agree or i've never thought about this and oh my god and then they get red-pilled um, or you've completely changed my mind. Mm. Oh my god! Or like I, I, I do mm. disagree on certain points, but like I have so much respect for you. But every single one of them say that they, they cannot publicly endorse publicly. me. <sighs> they cannot. They cannot be seen. <sighs> yeah. Condoning what I'm covering.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or well, they have to be seen condoning it. Yeah. 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 Condemning it. Yeah. Condemning.
1: Yeah. 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 Um,
0: that's exactly it.
1: Yeah. It's 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 cancel wild.
0: culture. I mean, we didn't really use the the, the term, but. Mm. It underpins pretty much everything we've been speaking about. No, literally. People, yeah. I think maybe that that is part of my concern. Or if we have any shred of hope, is will cancel culture win, or will it? You know, will people eventually get to the point where they say enough? Like,
1: well, I think with. The ultimate destiny of leftism Mm. is conservatism, given that it has to recognize that we are all a minority of one and then Mm. ultimately like leave each person alone outside of the identity, uh, the the group identity. Mm. Um, I think it's going to be the same for cancel culture, in that cancel culture is a cancer Mm. and it destroys the host. Sure. Because cancel culture, you at the start, had a lot of supporters. And but it's turned on so many and kicked people out of the camp. Mm. So that the people aren't dying, they're just jumping ship. Yeah. So yeah, the, yeah, the occupants yeah. of cancel culture as a vessel... Are getting smaller and sort smaller and smaller, one hundred percent. And then everyone else is now sitting on <laughs> like, dry land. Yeah. yeah, everyone else is on dry land, and <laughs> they're like, okay, cool. We're in the real bullshit.
0: world. I'm out. <laughs> so
1: I think it'll whittle itself down, cool. But how much damage in terms of censorship, canceling, the burning of books and information, and yeah. like, it's whether or not we have that budget. But I guess that's a conversation for another day. Yeah. My friend. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh, you didn't have oh. Hey. Hey. Oh. I and mean, we didn't even cover like half the ground that we usually do. No. Just on a standard we, WhatsApp chat. We, yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, we can scream and know yep. exactly. We can communicate in gifs
1: on. When, uh, no words. We're uh, post verbal. We yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> My friend, thank you so much. Thank
2: you. Cool.